Today's show is brought to you by Bogart Extractors, an industry leader in hydrocarbon extraction. Over the last decade, Bogart has implemented many new technologies, which have helped to revolutionize the way hydrocarbon extractions are performed. Each unit is made with sanitary stainless steel and is built and tested right here in the USA. Their certified system for use in licensed facility meet all NFPA and ASME standards and undergo peer-reviewed by third-party engineers to ensure facilities and its employees can operate safely. Beyond simply making a functional extractor, Bogart has many additional features which make extraction faster and more cost-effective compared to other manufacturers. These features include hydrocarbon failing films to supercharge evaporation rates, heavy-duty explosion-proof pumps for flammable liquids and vapors, industrial chillers capable of maintaining large tanks of solvent at temperatures below 60 Celsius. They also offer extensive tech support and consultation services. So whether you need to set up an extraction lab from scratch or you just need some replacement gaskets, Give them a call at 855-553-3887 or check out their website at www.bogart.com. Welcome to The Hemp Show, the show that gives you access to the world of wholesale hemp, from raw materials to finished goods and everything in between. I'm your host, Mark Ristelli. Hello and welcome to the July 13th Hemp Show powered by Cantrade. My name is Mark Roselli. I'm the CEO of Cantrade and the host of the Hemp Show. All right. Next up, we have Greg Clements with Pure Sterling Hemp. With a lifetime of farming experience, Greg is the CEO and grower of at Pure Sterling Hemp. He has a background in military, aviation, and is a retired ship captain. He grew up on a farm in Kentucky and is now farming at Woodpecker, farm in Virginia, an original Washington Cousins plantation that grew hemp. Thanks for joining us today, Greg, and welcome to The Hemp Show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Excellent. So let's let's start off talking about the farm. You know, yeah. you're currently, you're growing on a, a former Washington Cousins plantation that once grew hemp. And I don't know if you were listening to the last conversation about how this country was partially built on growing hemp. I'm aware of that. Yeah, we're right there. Um, and that was an easy sell to my in-laws when we decided two years ago when it became legal to grow hemp again in Virginia. That was my sales point to get it back in. Some of the um, settlers in that area, as you well know, grew hemp for sales and netting. And um, and the Washington family was the big producer there. And that's uh, my wife's family. And we're still on that farm that goes back to 1694. And um, we grew those products. And now uh, we're growing them again and having great success with it. Excellent. Well, so there's a long heritage there, which is very yes, cool. there is. Now, um, as far as what you're growing, you know, how much land are you growing? What type of products? What type of hemp are you growing? You know, are you growing it for flour? Are you growing it specifically for different products? Uh, you know, go ahead and tell us about that. Biomass, uh, basically flour as an interest, uh, we uh, have a 400 acre farm there that was originally 2000 acres back then as we sold off property to keep, keep it in the family. But we also have a co-op that we formed there. And uh, when I first got introduced to this business, I uh, was at a trade show. I found somebody that was extracting up in that area and I decided that I had a market for my, uh, for my hemp oil. And I knew that was important to do. Uh, but in the current market, he was not able to 
to to make it. You know, that's been a tough market over the last uh, last year for sure. And um, we were able not only to grow our own hemp, but we were able to buy up crops around us that were in that co-op. And so currently um, we have probably about 30 to 40,000 pounds in our, our, our barns. And we've got contracts for most of that already. And we're holding on to another 30 in our reserves uh, as hoping for the market to come back a little bit. But so we really concentrated on being the best grower we could be. We had the equipment, we had the tractors, we had the land. So the investment was not that great for us to get into it. We went from hay to growing hemp. And now uh, Virginia, as you may know, is recreationally gone legal on the 1st of July. So we're working with those genetics right now. And um, so we, we formed a team. Um, and, um, I like to call it a co-op because my family started a lot of these farm co-ops back in the old days where mm -hmm. farmers grew, uh, grouped together, as you well know, it's done in this industry too. And, and uh, we share equipment, we share ideas and, um, we're right in the middle of it. In fact, the guys are out in the fields today. I'm down in Florida enjoying my my um, winter home, um, trying to get out, out of the heat in Virginia. It's hotter in Virginia than it is in Florida right now. I was going to say, it's not hot there. I mean, <laughs> 87 degrees, beautiful. You ought to come. Y'all come. And uh, Virginia is about 95 to 100 right now. Brutal, you know, and you have to be there with the plants. So you have to really love what you're doing to be out there. So I had a couple guys out today. Uh, replacing a couple of plants as the males come along and stuff like that. We have to be out there with it. You know, we know these plants, you know, we right. have no names. We have to really know them. It's uh, exciting. And, and I got into it because of a lower arthritic, uh, arthritic uh, back pain. So I, I got, I came to it from being a heavy lifter, you know, being a farm boy, uh, the back eventually goes, you know, and I yeah. got into it. All of a sudden here I am at 72 and I'm in the fields and, uh, I'm an amateur ballroom dancer. I wouldn't be able to do this kind of stuff uh, without this product. It, so it was easy sale for me to get into it. We do have other products. We are producing products. We're, we're trying to be vertical. We, we sell our CBD from our biomass um, that we extract to one of the um, medical marijuana companies in, in our area, and they infuse it into their products. So, so it's been pretty exciting. We're still growing. We're still learning. And that's basically it right now. You know, cool. Well, the industry has a lot to grow and every one of us has a ton to learn. Um, I swear every single conversation I'm learning something new. So when you when you got in the industry or sorry, when you started using CBD for your back pain, was that prior to that was prior to starting the grow operation, right? Uh, hey? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, I had my brother-in-law, the resident hippie on the farm. He said we ought to be growing, you know, and, and I kind of poo pooed it and I go, no, we're not going to do, that, you know. And he was right, of course. And um, and uh, I started taking the product based on that conversation because he is a pretty smart guy. And I thought, okay, let's try this, you know. And immediately it worked for me. Gave me a kind, I, I say for people in my age group, it's great. You know, in the baby boomer market, mm -hmm. it really takes away. And and person after person, just like the, the other, uh, the lady, I forget who was saying that. Christy? But Christine was saying, uh, People come back to me and they and they thank me for like, getting off their opiates. Uh, it really works, Greg. I can't believe this. I thought it was crackery, but it's this is really that, that came from a pharmacist. OK, um, one after another reinforces my belief. And I got into it for the CBD part of it, not the uh, the Delta eight or the recreational part of it. 
but I have, uh, you know, we're producing the, the vapes now. Uh, we are moving. We have to move with the markets. We're trying to be vertical in our growth. We're not just growing it. We're trying to produce products. We have a dancer line for the, uh, the ballroom dancers. Uh, oh, nice. Yes. So that they, and we, we have, we have um, influencers in that line that people that are world champions that are pushing. They're probably at a show this week right now. So they can use it. Um, we have another line where, where we extract the THC from it uh, for truck drivers, pilots. I'm a pilot. Uh, we can't have these things, the police officers. And uh, if they believe in us enough, they'll use these products, you know, and, uh, and benefit from them. So we, uh, we're looking for our little niches, you know. The O Cannabis Conference and Expo returns to Toronto June 1st through the 3rd, and there are still good booth locations available. This exciting event is free for cannabis retailers and will feature Tommy Chung receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award at the O Cannabis Industry Awards. For more information about exhibiting or to register to attend, go to ocannabis.com. That's O-C-A-N-N-A-B-I-Z.com. Totally. Uh, and <laughs> so as you were talking about everything right there, a few things just popped into my head, one of which is a fact that nobody knows about me. My, my brother once owned a hay company, so I've, I've bucked a lot of hay in my yeah. So, you know, yeah. Get, yeah, you look like you're strong enough to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loading. So I in, yeah. in one note for anybody who's never bucked, hey, do not wear a short sleeve shirt because oh, no. that will destroy you. <laughs> and inhale all that hay dust too, you know. So you're getting kind of allergies, forget it, you know. Right. Yeah. right. And then uh I did actually once start do some do some ballroom room dancing stuff for my wedding. So learned uh tango cha-cha hybrid and and did some cool stuff with my wife. So it's just very cool. It seems like you were a jack of all traits, considering military. It's ADD or something. I don't know what it is. You know, I don't know. Right. Kind of, well, um, but let's see here: military, ship captain, veteran, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and then ballroom dancer, adding to the mix. Exciting life. Yeah, I've had. Yeah. I, I got to say, there's not too often when you have all of those all of those things mixed together into one. Yeah, and I'm still alive. So there you go. Well, there's. Uh, I mean, because you're, you're active, because you're active yeah. and you're, you're yes. around, staying young. Um, so yeah. getting back to getting back to the, the business and the products, you mentioned you're growing for biomass, right? Um, right. And you have, I think you said about 400,000 pounds in the warehouse. Uh, no, I wish I, I, I kind of wish I did right now because the market's firming up for us. Uh, we have about uh, 40,000 total pounds, maybe a little bit more because okay. uh, I, I, haven't, I haven't weighed at all, you know, so I don't okay. know exactly what I got. Maybe 50,000 pounds of it right now. Okay. Yeah. I accidentally add an extra zero on there. So yeah. are you, um, and you are, that's being extracted. Do you also have the extraction facility or are you currently working with? Extractors? Uh, we had the extraction. What the, I got into it. The guy, uh, when the prices started to fall out on, on the distillates and stuff like that. And um, the market fell last year. Uh, a little bit for us. I don't know how it affected the rest of the country. This guy couldn't sustain himself. So the equipment that he had that in place that he was extracting for us shut down. But we've since made another deal uh, with another company. And in Virginia, when we sell to these pharmaceutical companies uh, for our CBD, which is one of our big sales right now to the medical marijuana industry, um, we sell the CBD part because they, they, uh, they're genetics THC. And so they really kind of don't have very much CBD in there. And so they buy, we can produce it a lot cheaper too for them. Um, they're getting, you know, a couple thousand dollars a pound for their 
uh, recreational drugs. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not getting anywhere, you know, you know what the market is right now. Right. So right down, especially on the biomass. And uh, I don't even know what the market is for biomass right now. We're kind of guessing at it. We have contracts that we've sold off. But we're waiting for the market to come up a little bit further. Um, right. Well, if you wait, obviously you wait too long into the year when it starts to get yeah. to October and, you know, yeah. that, that time around harvest. Yeah. Well, that's what we're talking right now. If there's anybody out there just looking for something, a really good product, and we have it in different forms and different levels. Well, we have it right now and we're not going to have it for much longer. And a lot of guys are not growing right now because they didn't get the mar- money they wanted for it. So there will be some more, uh, a lot of product coming back on the market this year. But um, we, uh, we, we have, we have uh, some really, really nice buds. A lot of it's greenhouse grown. Some of it was supposed to go to the flower market. We were brokers, so we were able to buy it at 10 cents on the dollar when the, our market collapsed in, in, in Virginia. Uh, but it, right, as we see right now, is coming back strong and we have i have i can resell all my bio right now i'm just kind of waiting to see if i can get another dollar out of it or two and sure. uh, that's sure. my my it's a commodity to me it's like corn and soybean we store right. it when the markets are down we sell it when the market is high one of the things that's different you know about about you is that okay so 2018 farm bill passes Tons of farmers want to get in the space. Many farmers don't know what they're doing, but uh, but you coming from from in, coming from growing hay, you know that's right. commodity product, right? So, right. right is the process in growing uh, bulk, you know, hemp on on large acreage is that very similar to the process? We're trying to develop. We're in the process of developing those techniques. Uh, you know, they've had them in the past. We know kind of what it is to do it, uh, but um, we're trying to make it work for us. Uh, to answer your question directly, hay is different than hemp. Hemp takes some more, a lot more attention and um, uh, has more handwork in it. Uh, we're trying to eliminate as much handwork to keep the prices down, mostly equipment. And that takes not only in the, in the way you plan it, your roll with, everything has something to do with that and how you then take care of it. Or um, we've tried uh, broadcasting it uh, straightly over the property, you know, on the ground, just uh, mass, mass seed it. Uh, and we're, so we try drilling in with corn drills. We, we start some of our plants in the greenhouse, which is very effective, and then bring them to the fields, hand plant them. But we're, we're trying different techniques because nobody really can teach us. You know, we've learned a lot from people around us, but we really are out there learning on our own and we're getting better at it. And we're keeping we can keep our prices competitive. Right. And, uh, and let's be real. And prior to 2018, not, you know, there wasn't really any hemp growing grown in the U S so yes. it's a, uh, it's a process that it's only been two years and the industry yes. has already learned a ton, but they still have a long, yes. so yeah. eventually we will, or someone like yourself, not myself, someone like yourself will figure out what the best and most efficient way is to go ahead and grow that hemp with some just good old trial and error. Right. Yeah, hard work, really hard work. I've got some really good guys out there, younger than me, and and out there in the fields today. And um, so, yeah, we'll we're gonna figure out. And they and they've studied this all their lives too. They're not they're not young young guys. Okay, I mean, but they're they they've been farmers all their lives. So and and they're interested in the crop. So right. for some reason, they they're out there when they've got a thousand acre farm over here, over on my little plot today and those fields by hand today uh, one of the guys is farming about which is a pretty good sized farm thousand acres is over on my place today out with the plants hand planting them okay and th- yeah. those guys are hard to get off the tractors so he really loves what he's doing 
And uh, we'll, we will figure it out. If we need to take that whole thousand acres and put it into hemp in the future and the numbers are right, we'll do it. You know, yeah. right now we're learning how to scale. Yeah. Right. And that other thousand acres is still hay? That is corn and soybean right corn now, soy. which is very profitable right now. Okay. Corn and soybean was down and, and just almost where the guys couldn't, they couldn't make any money. And all of a sudden they wait, they store. Now they're making money again. At least that's, that's what I'm hearing from my relatives. Now, question, question for you here. Uh, it's been a long time since I've known about the corn and soybean and the market yeah. and how that stuff works. I actually, I got a degree in agricultural business, but that was 15 yeah. ish years ago. Um, are there, because when you talk about corn and soybeans, you can get crop insurance, um, you can sell in futures contracts, things like things along those lines. Um, ha have you seen a corollary with that and had any issues related to like securing some sort of, you know, crop insurance for your hemp or doing I, I things like that. like futures, future sales? It's coming. There's people working on that. I have not got into that yet. We're just really in our second year. And so... This uh, last year was a real learning curve for us. We spent a lot of money trying to figure it out and to get a few thousand pounds in the barn. Uh, and um, you wouldn't have made any money last year the way we approached it. This year is a whole different story. And uh, well, I was able to, uh, so commodity market, I, it's developing. There are, there are people that are trying to do that. It is a commodity. It will be handled as a commodity, I believe. Um, but I haven't really gone too much, been taking it easy, one crop at a time, learn what I can. I'm not in a big hurry. Um, we had all the equipment I and mean, we didn't have a big investment. We were able to buy a lot of these crops up that, that, uh, the guys didn't make a market. They didn't know where the markets were. So, and, and um, so we're, and we, we had to hurt, learn how to properly store it. What's the best way to do it? What's the cheapest way to store it? How long can you store it right. before it loses its uh, everything? So I know a lot of guys already know this, but I didn't. I'm learning it my own way. And we're keeping our barns very aerated, keeping the flow of air going through them, keep them dry like we do hay. Right. And, well, and it doesn't mold or get down. We've, we've, I mean, I've heard and we've had on this show many horror stories. So um, yeah. it sounds to me like the way you've, you've approached it is the correct way. You know, yeah. take it, take it a bit slower. You know, don't, don't do anything crazy. Just yeah. start figuring everything out and learning as you go. Yeah. And, and, and uh, that is, that's exactly it. And we are making money. We, we turned a profit and um, so not, not as where, what we thought we were going to turn, but we did turn a profit. Okay. And now we've got to go from here and we're in the middle of our second year. That's it. And yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, well, really well, cool. we, we hope to see here. We hope to see here for a long time. Uh, you okay. know, this was great conversation. Uh, so if you'd like to go ahead and connect with Greg and Pure Sterling Hemp, please add them to your network on CanTrade. You can also place orders and ask questions directly from the Pure Sterling Hemp store posted in the webinar chat, also in the CanTrade feed and in the podcast and YouTube show notes. Once again, thank you for joining us today, Greg. Thank you very much. It's been a real pleasure. Uh, nice meeting you. Awesome. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. That wraps up the July Hemp Show. As I mentioned earlier, we're going to be back in October. Um, and we've got some, it's, we're not going to not have content getting pushed out because we have a large backlog of not only previous hemp shows, but also of our hemp show deep dives. That's what you can expect for the next several months while we're off. 
We've got some extremely interesting deep dive conversations, some of which that took several hours up to even three hours to dive in and cover these topics because we have so many interesting people on this show that 15 minutes is typically not enough. Um, so I'm excited to get those out there. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you haven't already, please be sure to sign up and register for Can Trade, where your business can trade easy. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.